The light heavyweight throne is closer than ever. Reigning champ Vadim Nemkov looks unstoppable. Just like that. But striker Julius Angliscus will stop at nothing for his title shot. I want you to know my name. Plus, Ryan Darth Vader is on a mission to reclaim the belt. What a knockout! Against the devastating ground game of Corey Anderson. The light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals. Live Saturday at 10 on Showtime, where Warriors rule. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big money at DraftKings Sportsbook. Did you check out the L.A. Chargers versus the freaking Cleveland Browns? Think if you bet on that, man. It was already a fun game. Now think if you had money on it, dude. All right, new customer can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That last 0-0 time in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BTB. Throw down $1 in any NFL game. My Broncos are not doing well. Broncos are not doing well. But the Rams and uh, Chargers are, and I'm in L.A., so those are my teams now. And with $100 in free bets, if either team scores a point, that's promo code BTB this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Man, car makers are making a million cars out there these days, and there's, it's tough to keep up with. There's all sorts of different models. It's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Those brick-and-mortar stores might not have the parts you're looking for. So why go there, man? Why do it? Have it all online, a one-stop shop, right? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com, all right? It's right there for you guys. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like buying tickets to my tour dates or Thick Boy merch or food. All right? Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% of the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when at rockauto.com you will save money? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers whatever you're looking for we got you covered best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same damn parts go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car truck write btb in there how did you hear about us box so they know i sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below. What's up, kids? What's up, Dickies? Welcome Monday morning. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. What's happening? Everybody good? Everybody doing all right? Good to see everybody. Chin answered it straight up. That's cool. I was talking to the crowd. But uh, <laughs> yeah, might as well. Chin's like, actually pretty good. You yeah. know, I don't feel great, but you look good, man. What'd you do this weekend, Thanks, dude? Uh, it was my girlfriend's niece's birthday, second-year-old birthday party. Uh, okay. Birthday party? Girlfriend's niece's two-year-old's birthday, birthday party. party. Yeah. But obviously, it's just a... A reason, reason for, for all of us get to get good. drunk and party, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. I was in Vegas, Sin City, good old Vegas. Pop the cherry at Wise Guys Comedy Club, Vegas. If you know a thing or two about Wise Guys, Wise Guys is well known in the comedy space because uh, Keith, the owner, runs a tight ship in um, Salt Lake City. It's one of the best clubs in the nation, literally one of the best clubs in the freaking nation. And he just opened up in Vegas. Not an easy market, kids. Vegas is where you go to see like Katy Perry, Celine Dion, the Michael Jackson uh, fucking you know weird show, or the Beatles. Or if you're there for comedy, you're seeing like Jerry Seinfeld and Jay Leno. Like, there's really no place for locals to go. 
And so my boy Keith at Wise Guys said, hey, there's a market for the locals because obviously it's a big fucking city. There's more than just a strip. So he built this place with Polly Shore, which is a picture of me and Polly. Hey, buddy. Mm -hmm. Polly's right there. Polly lives in Vegas now, really close to Wise Guys. His neighbor is Nicolas Cage. <sighs> I was dying to meet Nicolas Cage, but um, he was busy buying like medieval fucking art or a T-Rex uh, dinosaur bone. Either way, didn't come to the show. But uh, yeah, I saw, saw Polly. And uh, yeah, Wise Guys is in, I guess you call it the art district. It's kind of by the stratosphere, which used to be the most hoodiest place of all time. But they're, uh, they're, they're doing it right over there, man. It, it, it's one street. It's still hoodie around it, but the one street is really nice. And you, you see the vision for it. But yeah, it was a great club, man. People came out, man. It was a great, great fucking time. Not a soy boy in sight. Hilarious, whoever put that. My brother is, uh, you know, he's the one that wants to do shit on the road, man. I'm a, I'm a hermit. I like to stay in the Airbnb and just relax because when I'm home, I don't get any time to myself because I have kiddos. So I just like to chill. He's like, oh, let's go to Mandalay Bay and go to the sports book and bet on the game. So we went there, and I don't hate a lot of things. And hate's a strong word. I don't use the word hate. But I'm uncomfortable in casinos. I just don't like casinos i don't like any of it um and i realize it's triggering for me because to me vegas equals uh fights because remember my whole career uh started ultimate fighter so i lived in vegas for what was that eight weeks eight weeks and then anytime i had a big fight i mean i had some big fights all around you know vancouver new jersey atlanta Brazil, but for the most part, uh, Toronto, but for the most part, it was in Vegas. The majority of my UFC fights were in Vegas, and that is a stressful time. Now, I have great memories. I have great memories from uh, fighting the UFC. Great memories. It's just what a, what a time. What a time in my life. Uh, what a span of six or seven years being a professional fighter in the UFC. It was a great time. But I'm sure other people have this issue whenever there is a stressful moment, whatever it is. When I get in a casino, all remember, I, before that, I didn't really hang out casinos, I never did anything. Fight week, you know, you're there on a Tuesday. So you're wandering around the hotel. Nobody's there that's filled with smoke. You got to do the PR stuff. You got to do the makeup. You got to do the press conference. You got to do all that. So those, uh, yeah, I just kind of shut down when I get into casinos. I just shut down. Triggers me. Not in a negative way. It's just, uh, I'd say, anxiety way. And I'm allergic to secondhand smoke, so that didn't go well for me. So I was there for about two hours. Got the worst headache in the world. And uh, David uh, Lucas, my feature, because Chappelle was on the road. David Lucas is like, man, you're quiet. I don't this is the most quietest I've ever seen Ben. I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't like being in here, man. I just don't like casinos. I, the food's bad usually. It's you know, and what was weird is, so Vegas. Compared to LA's, wide open. There's, it's, the, the, there's no vaccine mandates. There's none of that shit, which to each of their own. You don't have to wear masks, go in the stores. You don't have to do any of that stuff. But when you walk in the casino, you have it says you have to put on a mask for a casino. So there's guys like playing poker with mask on, stuff like that. Again, I don't give a shit. Do what you want to do. So we, I didn't see the sign. So me and the crew, and we're the, obviously the fucking big pun, the terror squad, walking the casino floor. We're all huge. The guy, the security comes up and goes, but I'm seeing people with cigarettes, smoking cigarettes, and they have to wear a mask. So everyone with cigarettes doesn't have to wear a mask. If you're not smoking a cigarette, you have to wear a mask, which is insane when you think about it. So the guy goes, hey, fellas, put on a mask. I go, oh, it mask or mandatory in the casino? He goes, yeah, on the, on the floor, man. He goes, I hate doing it, too. I'm so sick of this thing. Uh, just, you know, I don't make the rules, man. I go, yeah, no problem. Put on the mask. I go, hey, real quick, dude. If I had a cigarette, I don't have to wear the mask. He goes, yep. So if I'm smoking lethal methanol smoke into my lungs and blowing out second smoke that we know kills people, I'm good with that. And he goes, crazy, right? I go, so I should just go buy a pack of cigarettes, put it in my mouth. And he goes, yeah, you'd be good. I go, that makes sense. And he just started laughing. How insane is that? So if you're smoking cigarette, you don't have to wear a mask. It's just so backwards, dude. It's insane. It's fucking insane. The world has gone insane, man. It's so fucking crazy. What are you going to do, though, man? That's the world we live in.
I did see the freaking uh, Fury and Wilder fight Saturday night. I was lucky enough. I got to see one through four, and I went on stage, and I saw. Then I had to rewatch the basically five through twelve, which is a bummer because when I do the meet and greets, you know, obviously there's fight fans there, and they will spoil it. So the days of oh, I just won't pay attention. I'll watch it when I get back to the green room doesn't exist. Because people go, damn, you see what happened to Wilder? I'm like. Nope, what happened, dude? You know, they're, they're, people are excited to tell you what happened. So I was in Vegas while the fight was going on, and I apologize my face was so swollen on stage, and even today, because uh, the owner of, I think it's, you got to be careful how you say it, Fuku, Fuku <laughs> Burger, you ever heard of a chin? Uh-uh. Started as a food truck in Vegas, I think, and now they have brick-and-mortar stores. They actually have a Fuku Burger inside the Raiders Stadium, which is the most ridiculous stadium uh, I've ever seen. It looks so sick. That, I mean, SoFi in LA looks pretty sick too. They're, they're pretty comparable, but that one in Vegas, right in the strip there, is so goddamn sick looking. But the Fuku Burger owner came, was like, he's like, you gotta come, you gotta come. So the thing about Vegas that's different than any other city, usually when we get done uh, doing our shows, you know, it's like 12 30 sometimes. Maybe it depends on at mean greets, maybe one. Everything's closed. So we have to like either just go hungry or postmate something if something's open, but it's just shit food. And that's why my entire team's fat as shit. So this uh, Vegas is different. I mean, there are straight up restaurants open, man. Like we had reservations at 1145 at this Herbin, uh, Herbin something steakhouse. It was uh, Dave Luke's favorite spot, but it was, it was fantastic. But then this Fuku Burger, they're open till 3 a.m. We walk in, that's just packed, dude. Packed. The best burger I've ever had. It was fucking phenomenal. We went every goddamn night. And um, the owner got the security footage and snuck a picture of us being fat asses in there. It was like, look who I spot, spot at 2 in the morning. I'm like, all right, dude. All right, dude. But, yeah, the number two. Is the is the one you would love it, Chin? Yeah, it looks amazing already. That number six, mm -hmm. the crispy chicken, I get spicy on fucking real. It's gonna get messy though. I've never seen my brother eat faster in his life. He ate <laughs> a crispy chicken sandwich, and they also ate a number two. And then he also ate fries with gravy on them. Oh yeah. Did he shit his pants when he got home? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, but it's fantastic. That's why I'm rocking the shirt. Shout out to Fuku Burger. Is it Fuku? Fuku, I think. Fuku yeah. or Fuku fuck shirt you? Too. <laughs> it's <laughs> Japanese, right? Fuku. I guess. Like Fukuzaki. You tell me, dude. Fuku. Fuku. All right. Did you forget a thing at the store? You know, you need your snackies and drinks like me. I need drinks and snacks all the time. Maybe for, you got deodorant, toothbrush, whatever it is. You can get it in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner? Gotcha. Deodorant? Gotcha. Morning pick-me-up coffee? Gotcha, man. Everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. You want Chinese, pizza, ice cream. There's something for everyone at DoorDash, all right? So DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now, right to your door. And you can get all your grocery essentials, everything you need with DoorDash, too. Drinks, snacks, snackies, household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering's easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want from where you want it. Your items will be left safely outside your door, all right? With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, you can support your neighbor go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheese Factory. Also, Cheese Factory menu's exhausting. It's all right, though. For a limited time, you below-the-belt listeners and viewers get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and with code BTB. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and with the code BTB. Don't forget, code BTB, 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. You know what, man? The fall is here, and I'm here to help you with your dick. That's right. I care about your dick, and we could all use a little extra turbo boost in the sack. You could, man. Fall's hair gets chilly out. Maybe your guy shrinks in the cold. Let Blue Chew help you out, man. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, all right? So you can plan ahead or be ready when the opportunity is there for you, man. Process, super simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed professionals. 
And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online. There's no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the U.S. of Ape and are prepared and shipped directly to your door. Discreet little package so nobody needs to know what you're doing with your dick game. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, all right, when it's time to perform, get you a Blue Chew. And I got a special deal for the listeners and viewers right now. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code SHOB, S-C-H-A-U-B, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com or for more details and important safety information. And I thank Blue Chew for being part of the podcast. Point is... Things are open late in Vegas, and there's food everywhere. We saw some domestic violence going on. Oh, no. We saw a stripper beating up a dude. And Jay goes, because you know me, I see stuff. I'm like fucking Superman. I was going to get out, and Jay's like, no, 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 no. Just sit the fuck down. I'm like, wait. He's, and he goes, she's winning. She's winning. He's like, we don't need these problems. It's like 2 in the morning. He's like, she's winning. I was like, good point. She had her purse. I don't know how she did it, like wrapped around his neck and just fucking, gee, gee, gee. do work, girl. Do work, man. Point is, I saw the Fury and Wilder fight. Very similar. Um, people call it the great one of the. If I've seen people say the greatest trilogy of all time, one of the greatest trilogy of all time. Is it though? I don't mean to be a hater. Is it? Let's look at the three fights. This last fight, by far the best fight. First one, you know, Fury was doing work, and then the big kind of. Takeaway from that is he got knocked the fuck out and then woke up like the Undertaker and came back. But most people had Fury win that fight, right? I can't count, so I gave Wilder the fight. And Tyson Fury had to DM and go, dude, where the fuck do you learn to count? Even on your show, you count the rounds. I still won the fight. I was like, oh, you're right, dude. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, ah, fuck, you're right. Sorry, Tyson. Uh, and then the second fight, Tyson just completely dominated, had Deontay on his back foot. And then Deontay Wilder fires his team. And you're supposed to get Fury Anthony Joshua. Then Wilder exercises his rights and basically sues and then gets this third fight, hires a whole new camp. And it's always very alarming whenever a fighter at that high of a level fires his camp. Very alarming. Now, it's different if you add assets to your team, like what Kamaru Usman did with Trevor Whitman, stuff like that. But he still has his original team. He's just adding supplement coaches that are specialists to make him better. That's different than firing your entire team and moving and just rehauling. That, that means you, you have a loss of identity. So when I heard Wilder did that, I was a little alarmed. But then when you watch him in the first, I'd say, three to four rounds, probably the smart choice. He looked way better. His, his jab, he finally got his jab to work. Really went more to the body. I wish he went more up top more. But uh, you could tell that, yeah, it was probably the right choice to go to that camp. But as I told you guys, Last last weekend on firing the kid, there's not enough hours in the day. There's not there's not enough days in the week. There's not enough fucking weeks in the year to make up for the lack of experience Wilder has compared to a guy of Tyson Fury's caliber. There's just not. So there's only one way for Dante Wilder to win, and that's by knocking him out with that right hand. However he wants to get there, that's the only way he can win. He's not going to outbox him. He's not going to outwit him. He's not going to slick and, you know, Philly shuffle. There's none of that. He can only win one way by landing the right hand. And he landed it twice. Knocked him down. Was that the fourth round knocked down twice, Jin? Mm -hmm. Knocked down twice. And they weren't like crazy knockdowns, but Fury with the heart of a goddamn gypsy king woke up and went to work. And Fury, to me, the, the biggest takeaway from Fury is, you better kill him, man, because when he gets up, he's a nightmare to deal with. When he gets knocked down, he has something in him that is God-given, and when he gets knocked down, the he's an even better fighter. You look at when he got knocked fucking – I mean, dude, you're talking the closest thing you can get to being knocked unconscious, dead. And when he woke up like the Undertaker, remember, he won that next round. He fucking went to work, dude. So there's something about when Tyson Fury gets hit, if you don't put his lights out, you put him to sleep, you've woke up this sleeping gypsy giant. That's what happened with Deontay Wilder. Because after that, Fury kind of take over. It was a good fight back and forth, but for the most part, Fury did work. Even on the scorecards, you know, he, he was getting it done. I thought Deontay Wilder looked better, but even with that improvement, he still doesn't have the, the, the technique the the mindset to beat a guy like Tyson Fury. It's just not there. He has to land that right hand. I think the biggest takeaway 
both guys kind of had a similar game plan, right? To knock the other guy out. Both came in heavy. It's alarming to me when Tyson comes in that heavy because of the issues he's had in the past with his mental illness, stuff like that. So Deontay Wilder coming heavy, that's just all muscle. That's fine, I guess. But with Fury coming heavier, I guess for me it was a red flag. Oh, did, did he not train for this? He did. And obviously he knows what the hell he's doing. He came in heavier because his entire game plan, if you rewatch the fight, was to wear Deontay Wilder out early in the rounds and then knock him out later. Because Deontay Wilder has a cardio issue. You know, being that big of a dude, being that muscle, uh, muscle bound, you know, it's definitely a cardio issue. So his game plan was to, you know, kind of rough, rough him up, beat him up, lay on him, wear him out, and then knock him out later in the rounds. Weird. It's like that's exactly what happened. For Deontay Wilder coming a little uh, heavier, I was all right with it. I was all right. It wasn't that alarming because it wasn't that heavy and it's, it's, it's muscle, but he, it is going to be a cardio issue. And you saw how tired Deontay Wilder was. In the, what was that, the fifth round after Wilder thought he was going to get him out of there, that fifth round when Tyson's, you know, woke up the gypsy giant, but they're both pretty exhausted. I looked at David and I went, man, you never want to see heavyweights this tired in the middle of the fucking fight. It's a bad combo. Those guys figured it out. You know, they're both professionals, put on show, didn't look unprofessional, sloppy. Wilder is not a guy that is going to knock you out from the clinch. He's not, he's not going to dirty box you. He, you know, he's not a guy who's going to you know, tee off and throw combos against the ropes. He has to be at a – there's a certain sweet spot where he needs to be in order to land that right hand. And in order for that to happen, he has to have the guy on his back foot. The most alarming thing to me was his footwork, especially once he got knocked down. That first time he got knocked down – and also remember Tyson was landing that right hand early on too. That should have been an indicator that he can get knocked out later. Because if he can land that right hand early on when Deontay's fresh and his footwork was decent, and once he got knocked down, he reverted back to the old Deontay. He was just trying to land the big shot, just trying to land the right hand, doing whatever he can to land that right hand. And once that happens, you only have one tool. Tuscan Fury is just too goddamn good. I think we're caught up in the moment right now, and that was a good fight. you know. And Tyson did get knocked down twice, but for the majority of that fight, he was winning. He was winning. Then ended up walking KO home run. So he won the majority of those rounds. The second fight completely dominated. First fight won the majority of the rounds, but he did get knocked down and came back up. So if you look at the overall body of work, was it the best trilogy fight all the time? One guy's the better fighter, and it couldn't be clear, man. It's not like one guy won, it's back and forth, and there's these wars, and it's back and forth. I guess fight, you know, with what was five knockdowns total? That's fun as shit for a heavyweight fight. That's great. But overall, round for round, if you if you tally up the three fights, what do you have? Seven rounds for the second fight. 12, 12 19, 11. So 30 rounds. 30 rounds out of, the, out of the possible 36 rounds. How many did Tyson win? Out of 30? Probably 25 of them. Maybe 24 of them. Pretty dominant, man. And the second fight was a, a shutout. A complete shutout. And this, this next one, walk-off home run. Finished him. And he's not even a knockout artist. Greatest trilogy? Do you want to go back and look at all the trilogies? You know, I, I know we get we all hyped and we're in the moment. And, you know, if you're a new boxing fan, it's probably a pretty good trilogy to you. But the best of all time? No, come on, man. A guy can't dominate that that many rounds. At least 25 out of 30 rounds. They call it the greatest trilogy. Trilogy has to go back and forth. There's also an argument that Deontay didn't win any of the f- fights. He's 0-3. So how are you going to say it's the greatest trilogy when the guy's 0-3? 0-3, man. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. But you loved it, Hunchin. Loved it. That shit was entertaining. Yeah, very entertaining. All right, let's take a little another break. Keep these lights on. That's how we get it done with these advertising things here. Hey, dudes, listen, I see a lot of bros at my show. It's a real cock fest. And I got to be honest, man, a lot of y'all going bald and you're not doing anything about it. How about this? Two out of three bros will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million bros in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. So my friends at Keep want to help you keep your hair. Keep offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. All right? 
It's low cost treatment start just $10 per month and keeps offers generic versions. Discreet little package shows up, man. Proven results. Nobody has to know. You try and get your hair like Fabio. All right. Nobody has to know. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of his competitors. Prevention is key. Keep what you got, man. Treatments take four to six months to see results. So act right now before you look like George Costanza. If you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash BTB to get to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash BTB, keeps.com slash BTB. And Rue says he wants Tyson Fury next. That'd be cool. Would it? For me. So now if your attention uh, to the winner of Anthony Joshua in spring 2022, a rematch clause was triggered when Usyk beat Joshua um, and this is what's interesting about uh, Fury, and this is why I think he's so likable because it's real too. Wilder didn't want to talk to him after the fight, and Tyson was like, "Dude, I'm I'm a sportsman. Yeah. You know, we we went through this together. Let's try to say great fight. You know, this is you know this is these are classic fights. You're a legend. You're just the second best guy in the world." He goes, "I've always said Tyson Wilder's the second best, and I'm the best, and it is what it is." So I was trying to show my gratitude towards him. He didn't want to have any of it. It's a bummer, That's yeah. his issue. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's I don't know why Wilder would go that route. It, it's just it never looks good, especially the way he dealt with that second loss. You mm-hmm. think you would learn a thing or two from that, but and then also you can't hang your hat on that he cheated on this one. Remember he said he cheated on the second one? So mm-hmm. there's no cheat here. He still won this one. For Wilder, um when he's talking about Anthony Joshua. And I find this this speaks the, to the volume of what type of person Tyson Fury is. He goes, I've never had an issue with Anthony Joshua. He had the belts. He was just a goal to get those belts. I don't have like some personal vendetta against Anthony Joshua. It had been the biggest fight of all time. But now that he's lost, I'm not that interested in it. If he got the belts back, I'd be down. But right now, like there's no personal vendetta to seek out Anthony Joshua because he doesn't have the belts. All I'm trying to do is be the best of all time. And it just shows you what kind of competitor Fury is, man. And that's what makes him great. I don't think Wilder's stock goes down because I think it did show the competitor in him that he still wants it. Mm-hmm. You'd see how bad he wanted it. showed his wife in the crowd. You'd see just how bad he wanted it, man. He's getting his ass whipped. His face is swollen. He's bleeding out of his mouth. His eyes are swollen shut. So it's. I don't think it's like a cash grab for Wilder. So there's still fight in him. Now, can I say that about Anthony Joshua? No. He's the out, out of the three... Well, now four with Usyk. Out of the four superstar heavyweights in the world, the only question, the only one that I would question his heart would be Anthony Joshua. And if I'm questioning your heart, I'm sure as fuck not betting on you, man. So it says, uh, in the meantime, Fury will sit back and wait. If Dillian White beats Otto Wallen at the end of this month, we could see Fury face White next year on the same time. Joshua have the rematch. Fury awaits the chance to unify the division the first time for belts since Len- uh, Lennox Lewis. They spelled it. Lennon Lewis. Just a spelling error. Mm. I still think you're going to get Joshua in the mix. I think Joshua and Wilder should fight. Granted, he's exercising right against Usyk, probably lose that fight, but Wilder versus Joshua is a fight. Both come off losses. Both have a crazy, you know, draw power. Like, that's a super fight. And if Joshua were to win that, him fight Fury. You think Joshua would win that, though, honestly? Against Wilder? Yeah. I don't know. Is he a better boxer, Wilder? Of yes. Of course, yeah. But, but he gets hit, hit. Yeah, exactly. Which is a problem. Tyson Fury is a nightmare for either of those guys. Mm-hmm. Usyk matches the best up with Fury because he can go toe-to-toe yeah. with them stylistically. And, you know, just his fundamentals are so much better than all of them, even being the smaller guy. Great fights, though, man. Hell yeah. Great fights. Great fights. I heard Fury moved to Vegas. I heard his home's in Vegas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He's definitely loved out here. Touch some very parties in Vegas with his shirt off. Yeah. Dude, I also love when he sings. <laughs> I, I don't I think some people don't like it. I love it. I think it's so good. And he's not bad, right? If he had training, he could sing, but he's not hitting the notes exactly where they should be, but he can actually sing. That's the best part. Yeah. Like it's a little off and that's the best part. <laughs> it's also the balls that he has to fucking get on the mic and sing to millions of people when he's not fucking Adele, you know? Yep. And even his body too, it's just everything's it's cool hilarious. About it. Yeah, it's awesome. He's great. He's fucking fantastic. He's the best, man. Yeah. He's the best. Hands down the best. You had a UFC fight. Our girl Mackenzie Dern lost. Decision. She definitely got outclassed a little bit in the stand up game yep. with your girl Marina Rodriguez. 
sucks because I wanted a lot from Mackenzie Dern. She'll be fine. But now you got another contender with Marina Rodriguez. That's good for the division. Not the best card. It's not going to blow your hair back. And this weekend's is even worse. <laughs> UFC said, all we care about is October 30th. And we're doing a Calabas fight campaign October 30th. Ooh, I got a salty lineup for you Ooh, guys. it's going to be gonna, so dope. Yeah, I'm not going to announce it yet. <laughs> but yeah, we got a fun we got a fun lineup oh, for you yes. guys for that Calabas fight campaign. It's going to be a fun one. I'll leave it at that. I bet Callan will spill the beans <laughs> on firing a kid today, but you won't hear the beans from me. You have a fight night this week, but it's, you know, what can you do, dude? Andre Olofsky, Carlos Felipe is fun. Jim Miller still doing the goddamn thing. Marquez, fun. Yeah, you know. So also over the weekend there was bare knuckle fighting. It kind of went under the radar. How big of a hit did bare knuckle take from that guy dying? I know, dude. I feel like that's that's terrible. Everyone's like, this is why you don't do fucking bare knuckle, dude. Melvin Guillard, who has had like the craziest losing streak. I guess he got his orbital busted like in four or five different places. Before by that, Joe Riggs. lost a bunch of fights, right? Oh my God, dude. Look at his record here. So Holy that's his shit. MMA record. He's fallen in some and tough he's, times. And he's zero and four in BKFC. So very, very tough times. Here's the actual KO here. Don't worry about the music. Yeah, why would they It was just that? that left. Just that left. Left jab, yeah. It broke all his freaking orbital. Joe, you know Joe Riggs used to be 300 pounds? I know. I saw his pictures before too. He was so thick. Yeah. God damn. So, yeah. So it's Melvin. O That's Melvin right Ooh, there. He actually wow. says he, he'd be lying if he said that he wasn't actually scared about what's going to happen now. Does he have to have surgery? Yeah. Surgery. That poor guy. I hope he's all right. Yeah, hopefully uh, he doesn't so he do says this anymore. It's 3.15 a.m. I have five fractures in orbital, so I'll be having surgery today. Just wanted to get fans friendly news. Give me your prayers. Lying if I wouldn't say I was a little scared right now. You should be scared, man. Anytime you get surgery. He'll be fine, though. Yeah. They're professionals. Who else found that bare knuckle card? Here it is. I mean, just <clears throat> all KOs. Who wouldn't want that? It's <laughs> no, it's bare they're doing knuckle. pretty. I mean, yeah, they're, they're doing pretty awesome right now with finishes, at least. Yeah, and they're short fights too. But like you said, that's a huge, huge black eye with the uh, the guy. The guy died. Tough. You know? Yeah, that's it's not what you want. I think they said it was more like um, you know, just the physicals and stuff. They just didn't catch stuff in time, so it wasn't necessarily just a punch. Maybe he just shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. All right, what else you got, dude? All right, um, this is a fan recording the knockout shot from Deontay Wilder. God damn, they're big. Yeah. Like, Deontay's just hanging. How tough and is Deontay Wilder? I know. And then Wilder just jumps on the ropes. Yeah. He's so tough, dude. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right, this is the bummer. This just happened. I guess this happened early this morning. Uh, Chuck Liddell arrested for domestic battery. Liddell video was booked Lost Hills Sheriff Station following arrest for misdemeanor domestic battery in Hidden Hills. There you go. Mm -hmm. Him and his wife were involved in a physical altercation, and he was booked at 1.56 a.m. He was actually taken to jail, so he was actually he's probably still in there. So whenever there's domestic violence, no matter what happens, whether yeah. it's major or not, they have to arrest somebody yes. to get you out of the house. So I need more details before we go bad on the Iceman here. Definitely. Iceman also supposed to be on food truck. So we need more details before we book him for food truck. This is like the last person out of the UFC. Not the last, but one of the last people I would ever expect doing something like this. So hopefully more details come out soon. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's tough. It is tough. So you remember Luis Pena, Violent Bob Ross? Yes. He had a domestic violence thing before, but the details are kind of weird. Like months right? ago, right? Yeah, but then he got and another wasn't one. Wasn't his sister come out saying like he needs help? Something like, or he yeah. has a mental, he even said himself he's, he's dealing with some mental stuff. But then he just recently, again, just got arrested. At approximately 12.30 a.m., respond to domestic disturbance call near Deerfield Beach. Uh, Unseen deputies made contact with multiple subjects. Uh, Pena was later detained and taken custody. Simple battery and one count of domestic battery. Is he still in the UFC? They haven't said anything about him yet. UFC lightweight was arrested in June. Faced potential felony charge, robbery, battery, criminal mischief after an alleged altercation with his then-girlfriend, which he grabbed her phone and destroyed after accusing her of looking at other men on Instagram. And they're dropped. Those were ultimately dropped. Because she elected not to move forward. I don't know. The details were weird in that one. Yeah. Um, but that just sucks that it, MMA... <laughs> Not good for domestic violence right now. No, a lot of domestic violence going on. Yeah.
Deontay's trainers, Malik Scott, said that Deontay broke his hand during the fight. Which round? I don't know. But he didn't say anything like it was like, that's the reason why he lost. He just said, you know, broke his hand. Saw a doctor after, everything was cool. He got busted lip, he broke his hand, broke his finger or knuckle, but life goes on. He broke his hand, broke his finger, finger. and his knuckle, or one of those? Who knows? But this is where he says, uh, I've got... I've always said Fury's not good. He's very good and damn near great. After that, I'm going to consider him a great fighter. Much respect. Wilder was great. Agree. Wilder's great too. Fury's the greater, the best man won. We almost beat him. This was a hell of an experience. And Wilder actually made a statement because, you know, he didn't talk to anyone for a while. Uh-huh. And then, you know, how he didn't say anything about uh, Fury to his face, but he did give him props here. I went over to oh, shake. That, that's Fury. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did my best, but it wasn't good enough. Wilder said, I'm not sure what happened. I know that training, he did certain things. I also knew that he didn't come in at 277 to be a ballet dancer. He came in to lean on me, try to rough me up, and he succeeded. Agree. Um, and then that's so, what Tyson said earlier. Uh, I went mentioned. over to shake his hands from uh, Tyson Fury. Went over to shake his hands, say, well done. He was like, no, I don't respect you. Fury was like, I, I was like, how can you say I've cheated when you know in your own heart and your full team knows that you just got beat fair and square? So it's just like sore loser in boxing. Sure, he's not the first one. He won't be the last one. Agree. Wilder doesn't handle losses very well, which is a no. Problem. He doesn't know how to do it. Remember, he hasn't. He's only lost to Fury. He has yeah. no idea how to handle losses. It's all new to him. But you think he'd learn after that last one? Yeah, the last one was just terrible. Everything, the suit, uh, cheating, his freaking guy that saved him, Breland. Night, night. Yeah, it sucks. All right, so this is good news. Kevin Holland and Kyle da- Kyle Dawkins are set for a rematch mm. after that weird headbutt thing. So November 13th. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And this is a real cool one. Calvin Cater and Giga Chikadze. Ooh, that's a good fight, man. That's a tough fight for Calvin, too, but yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's where Calvin's at. Mm-hmm. And Giga, nobody wants to fight. It's a no, tough fight for Calvin. He's insanely good right now. And then after the Holloway fight, how much that damaged Cater, he's going to go into this. It's going to be tough, dude. But he's had some time off, at least. Yeah. He's had a good heal. amount of time off. And great coaches, too. Yep. That's a tough fight, though. So Aspen Ladd, the girl that messed up with her weight cut, she's actually stepping in to fight Norma Dumont because Holly Holm injured her knee mm. this, is the, this weekend. So Aspen Ladd's back. Yeah. and they're Trying uh, to make weight. Weight class above, though, 145. Should be all right. Yep. Hope she fully redeems herself. In- Let's see if she makes weight this time, man. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. She'll make weight up with a upper, going up a weight class? Come yeah. on, dude. Didn't like Short that? Short notice, though. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the thing. And also, like, there's a few fighters. So you didn't, I think Anthony Johnson... Or some someone they went up to weight classes, they actually couldn't make weight either. Yeah. Anthony I'm sure it's super tough. Yeah. VJ Penn running for governor. He said COVID rules are ruining us. Yeah. I would assume he wins. He's so famous out there. He's definitely famous. Has some had some troubles recently, but let's see. Yeah. The probably his competitors probably can bring that up. What's up, everybody? Everybody's asking me why I'm running for office. It's pretty simple. Because I'm gonna give everybody their freedoms back. Enough is enough already. He even mentioned stuff like uh, he doesn't need the TSA anymore because, you know, no more troops are in Afghanistan, all this stuff. I'll show you some pictures here if it's here. As soon as I step in Hawaii's governor office, I'll remove all new federal state mandates that have been hurting our economy residents in Oana. We will get the best doctors, medicine, therapies, healthcare the world has to offer. Fight this pandemic. Always keep Hawaii among the safest, healthiest states in the union. Um... Mm-hmm. Same with masks. We will follow cons- constitution to the T. I'm not here to fit in with other politicians. I'm here to get our freedoms back. Uh, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I never run from a fight or sell at my people. That is true. Never run from a fight. I wonder if they vote for him. It's almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, right? Like they're so famous, just so many people love them. I mean, Tito got into politics. He got voted in. Yeah, but he wasn't running for the governor. I know. California. He was running for like. A seat at fucking Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. you know, and that did not go well. Yeah, he just posted something like this, um, uh, all these lines. Okay, the Afghanistan war is over. There's no need for TSA in Hawaii anymore. Eesh, BJ. As governor, I will eliminate TSA. I will find – well, let's just talk about if you eliminate TSA. So TSA was introduced to us in Hawaii in 2002. So the Afghanistan war, well, because terrorist threats do. Remember they ran planes in? Yep. Yeah. Uh, welcome there. Uh, walk in the airport should be the same security as you walk in the courthouse. In the Aloha State, Hawaii residents or tourists should not have to miss their flights or stand for three to four hours in line at airport security check while the super rich that own planes don't have to deal with this mess and things. No second identification check and walk through metal detectors. Ice is like, go on, BJ. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I know, go. man. Like, that's a tough one, too, because 
I hate going in lines, but I do feel a little more safer. <laughs> a little more safer. Yeah, I mean, you haven't had an attack since no. they've done that. And I think TSA does the best job. No, it's a tough job, though. But also, wait in line three to four hours. You don't have TSA or fucking clear, dude? Yeah, I think I tried to get clear, but then my first appointment was like in December. I tried to get it months ago. I can only get an appointment like in December. That's weird. My in-laws did it like they signed up last week. Someone, yeah, one of my friends did it and did it right away too. But for me, it's <laughs> that's weird. five or six months. It's, yeah, It couldn't be easier. You have TSA and Claire. I travel so much. I, I mean, I never wait in lines. How about yesterday at the airport, dude? Vegas airport. So I go to check in and the Claire lady's like, yo, you're, have you checked to make sure your flight's going out? And I was like... I mean, they sent me a fucking boarding pass link. So, yeah, I assume she you should probably check. They've canceled 500 flights. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And then Southwest goes, oh, it's because of the weather. I was like, it's clear as shit out. What's happening? And then uh, she goes, it's not the weather. It's because they uh, mandated vaccines and yep. so many employees quit. Pilots are protesting. That's what she says. Yeah. She goes, they all quit. She goes, they're, they're trying to hide it behind weather and all this other shit. She goes, we know for a fact here at the airport it's because all the pilots and a lot of the staff quit. It's going to get hairy, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Once they start losing money, they're like, okay, maybe not. Yeah. I'm talking, it was the walking dead in that bitch. There was nobody. It was so weird. That Starbucks there, I go to, go to every time. It's usually 45-minute wait to get a coffee, which I will gladly wait because <laughs> I'm an addict. But uh, it was, there's no line. There's mm. no line, dude. It was so weird. Like, yeah, it's because the weather. Yeah, come on, man. I wonder why they're doing that. They just want to cause ruckus and let people know that people are against the, the band-aids. I mean, they're making pilots actually, you know, take the vaccine and they're like, they're taking away my, my rights. Yeah. You know, it should be a choice or whatever. So yeah. I get both sides. And I don't even think those people that are doing that are anti-vax. I think they're no. anti- Taking away your rights. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. That's what a lot of this goes. They always down. feel like if you take this step away, then what's going to happen next? So they don't want to, you know, let this. They don't want to allow this to happen first mm -hmm. because who knows what's going to happen afterwards. Once you give government an inch, they take a mile. Yeah, government right. TSA is weird though, BJ. This is an article from Mark Raimondi. I didn't know this, but I guess Nate Diaz's next fight. We're not sure what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be the last one on his contract. So this says Masvidal among UFC stars with no fight. Where are they? Nate Diaz, George Jorge Masvidal among the UFC stars with no fights lined up. Well, I know Jorge, didn't they offer him uh, homeboy? Leon, no. Leon. But Leon didn't want to take it. Yeah. So the, I think they're just trying to find him a fight. Yeah. Uh, absence, prominent pay-per-view headline caliber names include Nate Diaz, UFC champion Francis. His fight just got named. Announced, yeah. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean. Murray Masvidal, they're trying to get a fight. Just didn't work out. Uh, Joanna, you know, I'm sure she's waiting for. Uh, the winner. Yep. I mean, it's, there's there's no story here. No, the story is Nate Diaz. I didn't know that that's his last fight on his contract, so that'd be cool to his, see what happens next. His last one was his last fight? or This the, one that's the, coming the, up next will be his last one. Interesting. And then he wants Vincent, Vicente, but I'm not sure that the UFC wants that yet. You're saying that Masvidal versus Leon is being targeted for UFC 269 in Vegas. That's the Moreno versus Big Ray Guthrie card. Dude, that'd be Sweet. filthy. For Nate, you would think the last fight on their card they'd want if it's the last fight in his country be Connor. Big, yeah. Connor. I would assume they try to get that in before mm -hmm. he just jumps to the free agency. Well, you just said this, but yeah, Francis Ngano and Sirogan is official for UFC two seventy. Here's what's interesting on this. This is Francis's last fight in his contract. Oh. He's banking on himself. They they agreed to however much money it is, I'm not sure, but it is his last fight in his contract. Because what Francis wants to do, from my understanding, is he wants to be able to box, too. Mm -hmm. He wants to fight like Fury. And, you know, Fury's talked about it, which I think is a bad idea for Francis, but be a big, big, big Exciting, maker. yeah. Yeah. So we're excited this day has been confirmed. Martin said Francis already, uh, has been ready to defend his style for a while now. We're excited to prove who the undefeated champ is. Yeah, it's a tough. I mean, it's always tough. And I love when guys do it because it's the best route to go when you're banking on yourself. Mm-hmm. Whenever you bank on yourself, the, the payoff is always so much higher. But if you lose, oosh, 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 oosh. And you have no, you, you, so you're not the heavyweight champ. You lost to Cyril Gone. They got you by the balls, man. Guess you go free agent. You go after the either, you know, and fight in these other leagues and do that and might make more money overall. But if you, if you look at where the juice is worth the squeeze when you're a prize fighter, even though you can go get these other contracts and these other organizations, the end of the day, 
to make the most money possible, you have to fight in the biggest league possible, which is the UFC. Yeah. If you're the UFC heavyweight champ, the endorsements are going to be bigger. So your overall, maybe your purse isn't as big as these other leagues, which even then, I we could argue that. But if you're the heavyweight, undisputed heavyweight champ in the world, the world's your oyster, man. If you're the heavyweight champ of these or, other organizations, are you really the champ if you're not in the UFC? I think like most of the fans, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're just not. If you're not in the UFC, you're not the actual champ. It is what it is. It's the truth. Yeah, that's the marketing. Yeah. Like that. Like, would you rather get paid a million dollars and play in the CFL, or would you rather get seven hundred fifty thousand and play in the NFL? Yeah, I guess you'd make more money in the CFL. Nobody's watching. Yeah. No endorsements. Kayla Harrison over at PFL. Could she stay in PFL and just beat the brakes <laughs> off these women who they're lining up left and right? She's beating the shit out of and getting her million dollars at the end of the year. Yeah. Is that more than she would make in the UFC currently right now? Yeah. But the potential, if she could do that in the UFC, think of the, the potential there. So it depends what you want to go for. Because if, if, if she just stayed in the PFL and was undefeated for the next 10 years, then she's not even in the conversation for greatest of all time. Man Nunez is. Shevchenko is. So it depends what you want. Mm-hmm. She obviously wants to be the best because, you know, She's Olympics and everything. She's a competitor, yeah. man. Yeah. And she would do very well in the UFC. She'll come over there. Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Bellator, they're finally doing five-round main events, even though if it's not for a title. You know, remember how the MVP Douglas Lima fight was just, it felt so short. Three, yeah. yeah. So they're going to do five rounds for non-title Bellator main events. I think there's caveats with that because sometimes five rounds is too much depending sometimes. on the fight. Sometimes just too much. Like, God damn it. Sometimes when there's three, you're going to get a more action-packed fight. So there's that argument, but probably for the better, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part. Yeah. I think overall it'll be better. Um, Alistair Overing, we're all excited to see him fight Rico Verhoeven, but he has an injury now, so he can't fight on October 23rd. Man, I wonder what happened. I don't think he goes into detail what it is. He says, an injury, try to work through it, and it just got worse. Hmm. I think he mentioned, I think he mentioned that this is the first time he's ever pulled out. Yeah, he never, yeah. He never pulls out. Yeah. So there's that. Um, this is a quick one. Chris Cyborg versus Sinead Kavanaugh is headlining Bellator 271. And I looked up Kavanaugh's record. Not the best. What is it? Two. Let's see. There's some reds on there. Yeah, definitely some reds. Seven, seven four, and four. But she did win her last two, so decision. She had a knockout. Yeah. She lost to Leslie Smith, lost to Janae Harding, lost to Biancal, lost to Irene. Yeah. You know. So I think Cyber will pretty much get it done. Um Adrian Broner arrested again. But this is on an outstanding warrant. So it's kind of like he just didn't show up for something, I think, or he was caught in a different uh, location. It can't. But end, I mean, it can't end well. For constantly getting arrested. Yeah, yeah, it just can not end well for that guy. Yeah, I think there's some mental health issues there as well. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. Um, he was okay. fun to watch back in the day. Yeah, he was great. So Patty Pimlet po- uh, posted this not too long ago, five days ago. He said contract signed, and then he tags Graham Boylan. So I thought maybe it was a fight signed for the UFC. Signed with Barstool. Yes, bam. Seven-figure deal. It's funny because my boys that uh, who work there hit me up and go, "Hey man, is this Pat? You know, because they're not like balls to even find you. Is this Pat? Like, is Patty kids worth seven-figure deal?" I went, "Yes," because what the Barstool is banking on is him being the next Conor McGregor. Like, you need a face of Europe mixed martial arts. As far as potential, he's the guy. You look at his cage rage stuff. You look at his first fight. He's exciting. He speaks well. He's a humble dude, you know, and, and he, he'll talk some shit too, man. So mm-hmm. I said, yeah, it makes all the sense. If you're looking at, you know, in, which is a lot of stuff is based off potential, he'd be the guy. Yeah. What's I, I mean, I, I would invest in him. Mm-hmm. If like Thick Boy was signing athletes, he'd be a fucking huge pickup. We're not, but if we were. <laughs> What do you think of this? This is Gilbert Burns. Uh, this is his take on what you should do if you miss weight. There definitely needs to be some more, but let's see. Rules for miss weight has to change. Something like if you miss by one pound, 10% of your purse, two pounds, 20%, three. Yep. Yeah, I'm down for that. Cool. That's no fear for the real professionals. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. There needs to be harsher penalties, but 
to his I agree with him 100 percent if they're gonna let people still fight with uh missing weight because such an advantage but the other thing is is in the ufc eyes there's not a worse offense like you miss weight dude you miss two times they usually cut your ass if you're not a huge megastar so it is the, the there comes a hefty price you're gonna get cut but i do like it if they are gonna fight i i love what gilbert's doing here some fights this weekend. That's it, dude. That's pretty much it. We went over these. You know, this fight's cards aren't going to blow your hair back. It's on Saturday. Yeah. I'll tell you what, blow your hair back. I'm at Brea Friday, Saturday only. Uh, we were supposed to do Sundays, but I don't work Sundays. So we limited to just two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Some of the boys in here are going. That's right. Gary has a Facebook group. What? <laughs> yeah. You going to have a Facebook group? Yeah. He has a Facebook group. What is it? called new to la new to la there's oh, like three thousand people on there <laughs> that's awesome so he wants to go to brendan shop show so i think he sold all my tickets <laughs> and i will give you 10 percent. so i appreciate it which day are you going it's going saturday night i'll be there friday oh you're coming friday yeah, yeah. nice with little brows little brows coming too mm-hmm. that'd be fun man yeah. yeah i think my family's coming too a bunch of people sweet it's close to that i do to la in a long time for like bigger shows i'll do the ha every now and then but yeah that's this Friday, Saturday at the Bray Improv. You meet Chin, you meet Gary. Yeah. You and coming, Facebook Casey? Group. No, I'm going to San Diego for my brother's B-Day. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> brother's B-Day. God damn it. But yeah, two shows uh, Friday, two shows Saturday only. So usually I always do three days, but uh, for Bray, it's just two Friday, Saturday. To get to FATKZ.com. And then after that, the big dog, November 11th through the 13th is Dallas. And that's Addison Improv. Dallas, Texas, November 11th through the 13th. That's going to be a special night, kids. Come get some Dallas. I don't know why they have Chicago on there because we have a Calabas fight campaign, so we rescheduled that. But the next Calabas fight campaign is October 30th, and we have a big guest for you guys. We have a hell of a lineup. October 30th, fight companion. November 6th is a fight companion. And then December 10th is the fight companion. That ends the year for the three fight companions. All major UFC pay-per-views. The November 6th one will be uh, Canelo, Caleb Plant, and UFC 268, stacked, I think it is. Yeah, so one. stacked fight companion. And I'll announce the guest uh, the week of. Uh, that's it, man. But Bray, I will see you this Friday and Saturday. You also have Bellator. Is yes. this Friday night? This is uh, Saturday, too, I think. Saturday, by far the better card out mm-hmm. of the two major heavyweight promotions. You have Nemkov uh, fighting. Remember, he's supposed to fight uh, your boy, Anthony Rumble. Yeah. But Rumble... Is dealing with some health issues, so uh, God bless him, and hopefully he's okay. Mm-hmm. But you do have Ryan Bader, Corey Anderson, phenomenal fight. Mm-hmm. Ben Henderson, Brent Primus, great fight. Corrales and uh, some <laughs> guy with the longest name in the world. Um, but you have good fights on there, man. By far the best card of the weekend. So we'll definitely tune into that. And that is uh, Saturday night, Bellator, only on Showtime. But I will see you this Friday and Saturday, Brea. Take care. Stay thick. Be nice to each other. Be safe. Till next time. I'm out. The light heavyweight throne is closer than ever. Reigning champ Vadim Nemkov looks unstoppable. But striker Julius Angliscus will stop at nothing for his title shot. Plus, Ryan Darth Vader is on a mission to reclaim the belt. knockout? Against the devastating ground game of Corey Anderson. The light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals. Live Saturday at 10 on Showtime, where warriors rule.